goodness. Hi. We're back. After a small technical glitch, we're here. Uh, And we're family. We did it again. We're the Golden Ghouls. Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wow, we're clearly losing it already. Um... (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. How are my gals? What's new? What's happening? I heard that Kylie is a ghost hunter. Officially. Uh, uh, yep. She is. Yep, she's officially a ghost hunter. That's a definite. Um, when, in reality, I just have nothing to do during during quarantine. And I live in this old house that has since been converted into apartments, but it was built in 1850. Um, and so it's got to be haunted, right? I mean, I'm in Salem, Massachusetts. So... I haven't had really any spooky experiences other than, like, the occasional cold spot, which could just be, like, I don't know, the heater? We don't have AC in the in the house. Um, but I whipped out the ghost app. Uh, what is it? M2. And it's basically, like, a voice box, which we used in New Orleans. So you um, – it basically allows you to – or it allows an entity <laughs> to communicate with you, picking up words from like radios or like a set of words that are already in the app. And then it it can choose words to uh, give to you. So I got a few different words. I got names and um, occupations. <laughs> but I did some research and there was a small connection to something that could actually be real um we'll see i'm taking it with a grain of salt but if it's worth if it's worth talking about you guys will hear it i cannot wait to hear what happens next super impressed with you very like you know (laughs) like she's calling out the spirits you guys solo dolo is commitment to the game, honey. Yeah, this is what you got to do. You know, what else? most people can't can't do that. That's not you know that's not a talent they possess, and you have it. And I'm, I love that. And soon I mean, she we'll will see. be possessed. Yeah, exactly. Who's who's going to be in next week's episode? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know her. We don't know her. <laughs> well. <laughs> Oh, wow. I love it. I am very excited to get into this week's spooky spots. Yes. These haunted islands. I I was a bit inspired by Hawaii last week and its islands. And I thought to myself, there are other haunted islands out there. Yeah, exactly. And And boy, I originally thought. I might be taking us on a little vacay, but it turns out most of these islands are dark and spooky. Truly. Let's get haunted, y'all. Let's get freaking haunted. Mm -hmm. Who wants to kick it off this week? I mean, I I, I can. (gasps) Do it, Emily. You know, for real. Do it. I'll get it. Okay. Let's talk about Santa Catalina Islands. (sighs) Yes. She sounds beautiful. Thank you. So, Catalina, you know, <laughs> you know where this is. It's one of California's Channel Islands, just southwest of Los Angeles. 
you know? Mm-hmm. I, I had always wanted to go when I lived there. Never went. Still desperate for it. Still need to go. And after reading what I have read, I'm ready for it even more. That's you her know? first, she, her first That's stop after my quarantine. First destination. Because let me tell you all <laughs> about it. So, okay, it's just an hour's ride ferry from Long Beach. And it's this Mediterranean-style retreat that provides a well escape from the madness of L.A., you guys. So, like, the madness. everybody should go. It attracts so many famous folks, you know, and it attracted them well back in the day, too. So that's intriguing, right? You know? And it's gorgeous. It's got this. Uh, it's got this main port called Avalon that has a casino, which is tight, right? Tight, <laughs> yeah. And it almost feels kind of like it's trapped in time, you know, because it's got this chilling, like Pacific fog that rolls over it sometimes, and you're like, "Whoa, did I trans back? Did I, you know, go back to the past?" You know. Fun times. I wish I had been there, but there's a lot of ghosts. So that's even more why I want to go there. And it's so old, you guys. Gabrielino Native Americans arrived at this location in 500 BC. Whoa. Dang. Tell me about it. The island provided them (laughs) with an abundance of fish in the clear waters just off the shore. And these fish oh, also attracted a bunch of sea otters. So that's why you kind of still see them, you know, around those bays today. And I love the sea otters, you guys. They're so a, cute. And Marina Del Rey, you know, they're all hanging yes. out. Yes. They're all chilling. So fun. But in 1542, a Spanish explorer, Juan Cabrillo, discovered the island. And he was the one to name it Santa Catalina. Or St. Catherine. In 1811, Russian fur traders, you guys, from Alaska, slaughtered a lot of the sea otters. (gasps) No. Yeah. For their their sleek fur. And when local Native Americans objected to to this, the Russians killed them. Oh, my God. Wow. Assholes. Stupid. Yeah. These illegal traders often fought among themselves, too, you guys, which resulted in more deaths in the area. Well, yeah. So, you know, dead people all the way back to back then. Let's think about this. Then in. (laughs) (laughs) Do the math. Back to back. Then in 1863, during the gold rush, some greedy miners extended their tunnels under the seabed in their quest for gold. Many of these greedy tunnels, miners. <laughs> many of these tunnels, y'all, collapsed. Oh and shit! Flooded no. with sea waters. <gasps> yeah, death, dead. <laughs> but their skin was looking great. <laughs> Pruned, man. They're in water. True. Forever. True. 18. <laughs> so, as one can assume, the ghosts of these murdered Native Americans, illegal smugglers, gold miners have all been seen and heard near the Catalina area. Naturally. Dang. 
The Native Americans have been known to materialize in the hills behind the town of Avalon. They're seen standing quietly, shoulder to shoulder, and they stare out to the sea. Some feel they await the return of the Russians that murdered them. (gasps) The hills are alive. (laughs) Right. And then some boaters say they see this ghost ship, y'all. Like at this certain time, like at dawn or dusk, you know, and it's got no lights, no like working lights on. So one can only assume the Russians. The Russians. Right. It's wicked duck. Right. All we know is it's wicked duck. (laughs) Scuba divers, you guys, when exploring the underwaters, they have reported hearing in their scuba ears, eerie screams. <laughs> scuba uh, ears. <laughs> nah, they, bro, hear, nah. they hear the screams of miners trapped <gasps> from the collapsed no, gold mines. That sounds horrible. That sounds like an awful death. And you know what? I would never trust that. I would never trust no. that. I wouldn't be like, yeah, oh, these are under man-made underwater tunnels. No. Mm-mm. No. 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 I don't think I would trust an underwater hotel yet either. I don't trust no. anything underwater, honestly. You know, like, I just don't think so. Okay. Another spook, you guys, is from the famous William Wrigley Jr. Y'all know him? Who was he? Dude, he made his fortune from manufacturing, selling chewing gum. I was going to say, oh, is he Mr. Mr. Yeah. Gum? Yeah, the gum man. Was it first used for helmets in the war? Gum? Yeah. It says chewing we'll, we'll cir- We will circle back. Yeah, we'll circle back. I need to research that, see, you know? But he, uh, he built, he ended up loving the charm of Catalina that he ended up buying the whole island. So he he was kind of the one who built the roads, constructed the hotels and shops. He made this dance pavilion in the casino. And so, like, he was, you know, he was – and then he also owned the Chicago Cubs. So, like, he was like – everyone was like, let's go to Catalina. You know, it's got it all. Wine mixers. And it's all made out of gum. Right. (laughs) Gum at every place. You know, who, what else could you want? So his ghost materializes at the, his grand house at the head of the avillion, avillion, yeah, at the avillion cannon. And people state they see his entity like he's seen chewing, chewing gum and just like chilling. No, chewing yeah. gum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, oh, why not? That. <laughs> <laughs> Anything called a grand house, I want to see that. I want to see the grand the grand house. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we should all go. I'm down. All right. So the casino, y'all. Let's talk about this. It's an Art Deco style Catalina casino. Love Art Deco. And, and it's haunted by a shit ton of things. So one... <laughs> <laughs> Is by a worker who died in the construction of the casino. He's usually seen in the men's restroom. But according to building history, this worker, you guys, got trapped in the cement. Oh, my God. What do you mean? 
in the Art Deco masterpiece. Mm-mm. Like he just f- like fell, he fell in. into something, and they just were like, "We can't stop." There he goes. You know, goodbye, bye. You know, Sad. so See there ya. he is in the men's restroom. There's also a pipe organ that's just like playing on its own in the casino. There's a period fellow who uh, disappears through the walls near the popcorn machine. Yum. Tell me about that. An elderly woman in a white robe who appears in the mezzanine level woman's restroom. She's an elderly woman. She likes to ask people, have you seen my husband? Or maybe, have you seen him? Mm. Right. Then there's a there's a famous Western author, Zane Gray. He's a longtime resident, he's been spotted walking the streets of the Avalon, and a local has reported seeing him smoking a cigarette in the walkway to the casino. So there he is. Oh, he this guy also said when the person approached him, the guy faded away, but the cigarette remained. What? <laughs> Goodbye. Just a floating cig. <laughs> exactly. It must have been a menthol. Wow. Crazy. So the Crazy. cig was real. The man was a ghost. Right. Snag that off of someone. Insane. Freaking spooks. Wow, wow. Okay. And the last ghost, y'all, that I'm going to talk about, my favorite, my personal fave, Miss Natalie Wood, the famed uh, actress. Oh. I was going to ask if she happened to be there. She's there, you guys. You know, she obviously, in the 80s, she was on her uh, yacht, The Splendor. Yep. With mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with her, with Robert Wagner, her husband, and uh, Mr. Christopher Walken. Some, Classic. Something went down. It's, a, you know, a lot of people have their opinions to this day, but she died, you guys. In the, in, you in talked Catalina about this in Harbor. an episode, right? I think I might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I personally am on the side. You know what? I don't Murder. know because everybody was so drunk. It's hard to say. That's I, what I'm here for. I don't think so. I actually listen. I've like listened to a few things about this, and I recently listened to my favorite murder about this, and. I, d- I think that she was super drunk and she fell in the water. That's honestly. a huge, huge possibility. Like, I yeah. mean, there's so many reports of how drunk they were when they even went onto their dinghy to get back to that boat. And then they drank yeah. even more when they were on the boat. Like, that's what reports say, right? The girl yeah, couldn't true. swim. She was scared of water. She was in fights with her. She was in cahoots with her man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All I'm saying and, is there's no telling. I mean, they were drunk enough to be arguing, like, in public, which normally, like, when you're of that status, you try to, like, keep your shit on lock. So Very I true. feel like you'd have to be, like, extremely drunk to act a fool in public, knowing that people are watching and everyone knows who you are. Yes, exactly. So, Much to think about. So that's what the, piece that's that. what the goals think. It really, it just really could be anything no we don't know all we, we have is what well, those people say we so, may never know anywho she Oof. died i'm yes i was so sad about it you know and it always made me nervous to wear fur 
or like a heavy coat because she was wearing a fur coat, you know? Uh-huh. And my mom always said, hey, don't wear your fur coats on the boat. I didn't have a fur coat. <laughs> But I was like, that was the rule, you know? It's like, don't wear your fur coats on a belt because that's how you weigh you down. Yeah. It's going to weigh you down. Yeah. I never had one. But, like, that was – I knew, you know? You knew. So she's dead. And so she's seen on the island, you guys. She's seen strolling along a nearby beach. Some witnesses have stated she's unclothed. But (gasps) when the accident occurred, she was supposedly – Naked, she was just wearing her her coat, I guess. Wow. She was in her birthday suit. I, I The way I've heard it is she had her coat, a nightie, and socks on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The, so, the, the tides could have ripped it apart. Ripped it. Ripped it to freaking shreds. I know. Rude, honestly. Oh, uh, wow. Well, I'd so like to catch... people hot. I'd y'all. like to see her. I yeah. would, maybe, too. Maybe she'll tell us what happened. I would love that. But I I really want to know what happened to Elizabeth Smart. I told my She's, mom when I die, I'm going to go find her and ask her. Yeah, what she wrote the a book. heck happened? No, not Elizabeth Smart. That's Natalie not, Holloway? No, that's not what I mean either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jean Benet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, the other woman on the boat? And she's absolutely not recent at all. The Black Dahlia? <laughs> yes. Elizabeth Short. Ah. Short. See, Isn't that her right. name? Yes. And you can okay. get that twisted so, you know. Wow. All the that time. was a journey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. I was like, yeah, she, I'm, you know. I would like to know what happened to the Black Dahlia, Natalie Wood, and JonBenet. You can go reach out to her, you know. Oh, and Nicole Brown Simpson. I'm dying. Elizabeth Short, for sure JonBenet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I have have questions. I have questions, but... So many. Who knows? Well, I, I can keep us in California. How's that sound? That sounds good. That sounds good. Also, there are Native American spirits in this story as well, so kind of ties in. Yes. I'm going big with this one, okay, guys? I'm taking y'all mm-hmm. to Alcatraz. Ooh. Yes, love it. Yes, so it's in the well, San Well, I don't Fran- love it, but, well, you know. <laughs> I actually do love Alcatraz. <laughs> love it. I mean, like, love it in I that- love it. I don't love what it stands for. Yes, I've been there. It's very interesting. Would go again, but yeah, it. Mm-hmm. dark history so same same it's in the san francisco bay in california if you've never been and you happen to be going to san francisco this is a must see and i hate boats i hate ferries i get very easily seasick but i said you know what fuck it i'm going <laughs> to see alcatraz and i survived mm-hmm. and so will you mm-hmm. okay so it's most commonly known for its prison Uh, This 22-acre island was developed for a lighthouse, military fortification, a military prison, a federal prison, and it ended up being active until March of 1963. But it was actually used to house soldiers who were guilty of crimes as early as 1859, meaning its Mm. history of, like, bad juju, bad vibes goes back even further than, like, the actual physical buildings that are there today. 
spooky, if you ask me. So, like I said, prison closed in 63, and then later in November of 1969, the island was occupied for over 19 months by a group of Native Americans from San Fran who were part of a wave of Native American activism across the U.S., um, and they had like all sorts of public protests there throughout the 70s. Then in 1972, Alcatraz became part of the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. So there's like parks, all sorts of fun stuff around there. And then it received designation as a National Historical Landmark in 1986. So today it's open for tours, even those of the paranormal variety for the folks like us. I did not Mm. take a paranormal tour. I took a daytime tour. We had like my little sisters at the time. I was in, like, ninth grade, probably, so they were V-little. They were not going on paranormal tours, I can tell you that. No. Whew. Anyway, during its time as a penitentiary, eight... Penitentiary. (laughs) Jeez Louise. Okay. Eight people were murdered at the prison by fellow inmates. So there was also a guard who was murdered... In the laundry room in the late 30s, two who died during an escape attempt in 1946, five inmates that were killed in random attacks. There were also five prisoners who committed suicide and at least a dozen who died trying to escape. Because if you've seen it, you know that the prison is surrounded by super choppy water, sharp rocks. So Mm -hmm. like you can imagine that actually escaping there didn't go well for most people who attempted it. No. There were also a recorded 15 natural deaths on site. So, death galore. Hmm. Death galore. Death galore. So, according to a lot of people who have written about this, um, like this guy, E. Floyd, he said that almost every guard and official who served there until it was shut down by Attorney General Robert Kennedy in the early 1960s experienced something out of the ordinary and said that park Hmm. rangers occasionally still reveal shocking supernatural secrets. It's said to be haunted by the ghosts of Native American prisoners and officials who perished on the island during the American Civil War and at the military prison. So, Hmm. whoo. When you're not used to talking every day, it gets hard, you know? <laughs> it makes sense while, why Alcatraz is haunted, AF. Yes, like shit's popping off there. Exactly. So prisoners, many of whom ended up being declared insane after serving time at Alcatraz because it was such a dark place, they recorded or reported peculiar whispering sounds in the middle of the night, floating blue lights, figures, moaning sounds, the clanking of chains in cells where people, no one was being housed at the time. Uh, One inmate in the D block was reported to have seen glowing red eyes in the dark. And they ended up like screaming for hours, like trying to get help because they felt that something was there watching them and everyone just ignored it, which cool, you know. Great. Prison. (laughs) We love that. Uh, he was found dead in the morning with (gasps) a purple face, bulging eyes, and unidentified strangulation marks around his throat. 
Dang. Yeah. So not good. Also, like, you have a job to watch and protect these people who are in prison. So, like, this is unacceptable that this happened. But anyway. Welcome to the U.S. prison system. Welcome to it, honey. So occupants of the prison also reported seeing uh, prisoners from the early military prison in 19th century garb walking the corridors in the A block, which would appear when approached by guards. Or no, I'm sorry. They would disappear. Guards would see them and they would be like, who the fuck is that? They'd go up and then (laughs) as they're getting closer, they disappear like Emily's friend with the cigarette. Yep. And one member of the staff reportedly saw a group of Native American prisoners marching around in a circle before they, too, vanished. Dang. Mm -hmm. So much to think about. Much to think about. With the early claims, the guards kind of laughed it off and were like, you guys are all insane. You've been here too long. But as time progressed, they started reporting unusual activity themselves including lots of cold spots, feeling like fingers were touching the backs of their neck. And they would hear crying in the middle of the night. So the first warden of Alcatraz, James A. Johnson, like the big guy, he claimed to have heard a woman sobbing while conducting a tour of the prison one day. But there was no one in the building other than him and this tour that was going through. Oh, weird. Yeah. They've also heard, I mean, honestly, the list goes on and on and on. It's crazy. Phantom gunfire, cannon blasts, and fire alarms going off on their own, which is like, what's what's happening? What's not happening here? Exactly. What's issue. not happening? <laughs> the warden's house, which is now basically just this like burnt out shell of a building, but since, like, since the warden was actually living there, it's been reported to be haunted. Mm. So while the prison was actually still in operation, several guards reported seeing the apparition of a man there who had mutton chop sideburns. They were there for a party, and he was wearing a gray suit and a brimmed hat, and they saw him. He left quickly. The room got icy cold, And the fire in the stove nearby just, like, blew out. A whole-ass fire blew out. Damn, that's hot. Someone (laughs) has good lung capacity. What an entrance, am I right? Yes. They've also seen a phantom lighthouse from the fog. What? A phantom lighthouse? You got a phantom ship. You got a phantom lighthouse. Hmm. What don't we have? Right. So this former inmate, Leon Whitey Thompson, he actually ended up working as a guide at Alcatraz, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. Um, And for many years, he visited it regularly until he passed away in 2005. But he said that the island and the prison were haunted and he could, quote, feel it while he was there. He later wow. be- said that he believed the prison itself to be damned, which, like, yeah, duh. And yep. often said he had the sense of being watched by spirits. So while he was actually in prison, he had this friend, another inmate named Johnny House. And so 
They became buds during their time there. Thompson ended up leaving the prison on October 25th, 1962. And when he left, he expected that he'd never see House again. But one day when he was giving a tour in the 80s, he saw this large, dark figure at the end of what they call the Michigan Avenue corridor. So he sees his apparition, walk around the corner and then out of sight. And he rushed to the end of the corridor because he was almost certain that his friend Johnny House was down there. He said that he knew it was him because of the way that he walked his friend had a really specific like way that he carried himself and walked. And he said that the presence that he felt from the entity was just like he knew instantly that's the way he had felt hanging out with yeah. Johnny because this was his like, you know, his closest pal in prison. Uh-huh. And he said, I don't care what anybody says. That was Johnny House. So he's like convinced of it. Convinced. When you know, you know. It's kind of sweet, though. Like, his bud came back for yeah. one last, like, hey, I'm here. You know? <laughs> All right. It's not ending, though. There's more to the story. So since his closure, uh, reports of unexplained clanging sounds, screams, and cries go throughout all of the prison blocks. Unexplained footsteps, moaning have been reported in both the A and B blocks. C block is supposed to be haunted by the spirit of former inmate A.B. Meldowitz, who is nicknamed the Butcher, who was actually murdered in the laundry room. So pass on that. And then September 5th of 1984, this ranger actually spent the night alone on the island and was awakened by this heavy door swinging in the C block. He gets up to investigate. He saw no cause for it. And the door swinging continued on the following nights. So like those doors are super heavy. I've seen them. I felt them. That's wild. Uh, the D block is also considered by paranormal investigators to have the most activity in the prison. Four of the 42 cells in the block are thought to be haunted and unexplained voices have been reported in cells 11, 12, and 13. It goes on and on. I have so many more things, but, um, a few last favorites. They hear banjo sounds coming from the shower room where they say that Al Capone used to practice his banjo. So he's there. Then you've got Ranger Lori Brosnan, who said that many visitors feel cold chills in the shower room and everyone just attributes them to Mr. Capone. Uh, Investigative teams have visited throughout the years, all reporting intense feelings of distress, some even capturing evidence. This place is haunted as fuck. So uh, there's lots of evidence online. Gotta go check it out. See the sea. See the things. Amazing. I got a... I got one over in Italy. Italy. (laughs) I'm going to obviously botch the pronunciations, but bear with me. So I've heard of this island before a while ago, um, but I didn't know how extensive uh, the history and the, the spookiness was. Uh, And this island is called Poveglia, and it's located between Venice and Lido in the Venetian Lagoon, uh, which is in northern Italy. So the island 
it's it's kind of split into two separate parts. There's a canal in the middle. And the the first record of the island as an establishment uh, was from 421. And it was populated with residents until they left uh, in 1379, uh, I think because of uh, warfare. Fun fact, Napoleon used this island to store weapons. And once people found out about this island, small battles commenced. So already we got some deaths right off the bat. There are honestly like too many reasons. It's it's reminding me of Alcatraz as to why this island is otherwise known as Island of Death. Mm. So Paveglia was constructed uh, as a permanent fortification, so kind of like a castle, uh, by the Venetian government. And from 1793 to 1814, it was used as the main quarantine destination. Anyone triggered? (laughs) Uh, Or (laughs) Lazaretto, which is the Italian word for it, when when the bubonic played... Oh, my God. (laughs) Bubonic plague hit (laughs) Venice. Uh, So Povegli was essentially a dumping ground for the diseased dying as well as the dead. So Uh if the diseased are hanging out with the dying and the dead, y'all are going to be dead. That's just how it works. Yeah. Very sad. But the Venice government would basically, like, gather everyone who was sick and ship them off to this Quarantine island. Like, imagine if that's what was happening to us right now. Whew. Wolf. So it's rumored to have over 160,000 remains, body remains, um, so much so that even the soil on the island is said to be 50% human bones. Holy shit. Oh, jeez. So if you need some calcium. Some bone sand. (laughs) Yep. Uh, plague-infected and mentally tortured souls who were confined here over many centuries. So yes, I said mentally tortured because in the late 1800s, an asylum was built on the island for the mentally ill. Um, Atlas Obscura, one of our favorite sites, uh, details the legend saying that one of the doctors at the hospital tortured and killed many of his patients. So he basically took advantage of the isolation, you know, lack of rules, basically lack of government. He was, you know, he could do whatever the heck he wanted. And this dude was so evil. He experimented on his patients, like lobotomies Ooh. in the very worst context. And he would like basically just butcher people. Like he was, he was insane in the membrane. Mm. He eventually jumped off the asylum's bell tower being driven mad by ghosts. Oh, wow. So is what it sounds like. Yeah, who's to say were these ghosts of, you know, the diseased back in the day or were these ghosts of, you know, the people that he had killed, his previous patients? We don't know. Uh, But the hospital closed in 1968, but it's still standing. There is apparently a movie in production Based on the horrors of Paveglia, and it's called Plague Doctor. Oh. So I don't know if it's on pause and whatnot, but if it comes to fruition, let's go see it. (laughs) I love Plague Doctor. (laughs) Yep. 
so you can't visit, you cannot visit the island legally. Uh, you can take, you know, a boat ride around the island and a, and a tour guide, you know, tells you the spooky stories of the, the suffering, the tragedy, the death. Um, but people still sneak on. And I actually watched a documentary on YouTube by uh, this channel called Yes Theory, all one word. And uh, I highly recommend it. It's very well done. Um, watch it if you'd like to see their overnight stay. It's it's interesting and also very spooky. Very, very spooky. But yeah, there's Plifeglia. Hmm. Wow. Rip. Wow, wow. I'm going to wow, check wow. that documentary out with all my free time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> Great idea, Why not? Mm-hmm. Y'all want to hear about a secret island? <gasps> yes. I love secrets. It's not going to be secret. <laughs> yes. Dude, this island called Heart Island is gnarly. Uh, yes. It's at the end of Long Island, and it is the final resting place for over one million people. Huh. Huh. Uh, what you think about that? It's a the, lot. It's known as the Island of the Dead, you guys. And it was first purchased by Native Americans in 1654 and then was used for a Union Civil War prison camp in 1865. During Whoa. its Yeah. During its time as a Civil War prison camp, 235 prisoners were reported to have died and buried on the island. But you got to know. You got to know back then it was more than that, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. In 1870, Oof. the island played host to a quarantine facility for the yellow fever victims where many deaths obviously occurred. After the epidemic, Heart Island went on to house a women's insane asylum, then a tuberculosis hospital, a Cold War missile base, a boys' reformatory, and is now currently the largest tax-funded cemetery in the world. So the people that are buried on this island, you guys, now are like the remains of like the unclaimed or people who couldn't mm -hmm. afford the cost of a burial. So pretty gnarly. Aww. Yeah. So this island is kind of like Kylie's where it's illegal to go on the island. Nobody can live there. It enforces like strict regulations for gravesite visiting hours. And, uh, and you know, a lot of people don't, I mean, a lot of the bodies are unclaimed and it goes back years from when the other people died. So not a lot of people are going to this place. So there's not a lot of reports of ghost stories. But I think we can, like, assure that this place is spooky AF with all of the dead bodies there. There's also... Yeah, it's got to be yeah, haunted. For sure. There's, like, also about 300 to 1,600 bodies each year that are used for medical cadavers and, like, practices of, like, you know, that could be viewed as disturb disturbing to the deceased. So uh, that could spark some chaos. And uh -huh. adding to that, there's so many forgotten, like, 
landmarks like old chapels and hospital buildings. So those empty places, you know, they got memories and echoes. They do. Exactly. We know at this point, we know how Mm -hmm. ghosts are, you know. And I think the spookiest thing about this Heart Island, you guys, it is, it's like the most like unknown crazy thing about New York. True. You know? Yeah. So there you have it, guys. Heart Island. You can't go but look from afar and think, my God. I think we should go. <laughs> yeah, this island Let's is actually... On. This island is not as secret as it once was because it's been making the news recently because, sadly, oh my God. it's being used currently. Um, oh, no. They're putting people there now. Yeah, so... Uh, unclaimed bodies of coronavirus um, patients, well, you know, the deceased are being taken there. So I was reading an article said that normally they would operate one day a week and they would have like uh, on that busy one day, like if it was a busy day, they'd have 24 Mm -hmm. Uh, bodies Mm -hmm. that they'd be taking there but currently they're operating it five days a week and there are obviously far more than 24 at a time but yeah that that island is having its moment i was just like i went on a really deep dive of new york yesterday and i'm not sure why but (laughs) i think that that island like learning about that recently because I've been like keeping an eye on it because it's just so sad and crazy to me that that's the time that we're living in. But New York has seen so much shit. And I was reading about all the locations there that like used to be pauper cemeteries, which are like the same thing where families didn't have the money or the bodies were unclaimed. So they would just use these kind of like mass graves or like like just empty plots in the city and they would just bury people there. And so many of today's parks and hotels and like famous buildings are on top of like these old cemeteries. Dang. It's so crazy. Like Washington Square Park, I think it said still has 20,000 people beneath it. I mean, yeah, I can only imagine for like these big cities that that's the case. It's so crazy, though. Especially but, New York. Yeah. With that said, I'm keeping us in New York. Woohoo! Um, with another quarantine island. So this is North Brother Island, which is in the East River, New York City. If there are any broad city fans out there like myself, <laughs> you, yes. you've heard of North Brother Island. Um, <laughs> and little did you know, there's also South Brother Island, they're situated huh. between the Bronx and Rikers Island. So they're like are like near Rikers Island. Shit's going down. So our friend, North Brother Island, was uninhabited until about 1885 when this Riverside Hospital moved there from Blackwell's Island, which is now known as Roosevelt Island. But the hospital was founded in the 1850s as a smallpox. Wait, that doesn't mean. Oh, the hospital. Sorry. Timelines. 
It was originally founded when it was on Roosevelt Island in the 50s, and then they moved there in 1885. So it was a smallpox hospital used to treat and isolate victims of the disease. Its mission eventually expanded to other quarantinable diseases because they're like, we've got this space where people are already being quarantined. There's other shit going on. Let's use it. So the facility... um, that was last established established there was their tuberculosis pavilion, which opened in 1943. It was later rendered obsolete within the decade due to the increasing availability and acceptance of the tuberculosis vaccine in 1945. Why is tuberculosis such a tongue tie? It's hard. I yes. Know. So just to breathe that boy, TB, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, a lot of people were passing away on this island, but it was also the site of the wreck of the General Slocum, which was a steamship that burned on June 15th of 1904. Over a thousand people died from the fire on board the ship or from drowning before the oh ship God. ended up beaching on the shore of the island. Wow. So that's a lot of deaths. <laughs> Yeah. Also, one of the famous residents there, Mary Mallon, also known as Typhoid Mary for our true crime buffs, she was confined (laughs) to the island for over two decades until she died there in 1938. Um, The hospital closed, like, shortly thereafter. But Mary was actually the first documented person in the U.S. to be identified as an asymptomatic carrier of typhoid mm-hmm. fever. So she is believed to have infected more than 50 people, which is crazy because she was a cook. So she um, was touching people's food. They were eating it and they were getting typhoid from this her. This is typhoid Mary. Uh-huh. Yes, but three three people died and um, she herself always denied being a, car- a carrier, even though it was like very clear that She was the one giving it to everyone. This is why you got to stay inside, people. Although there's no evidence that COVID-19 can stay or live on food. So rest assured. However, maybe we'll figure out later that it does. (laughs) Only time will tell. Stay home. You never know. Unless you want to be Mary. Oh, Mary. Yeah. So following World War II, the island housed war veterans who were students at local colleges and their families which is like, that's such an unfortunate place to put people, but they (laughs) took what they could get. Um, The housing shortage abated and the island was again abandoned until the 50s when a center opened to treat adolescent drug addicts. So they would confine heroin addicts to the facility and lock them in a room until they were clean, which is like, again, more bad energy just like being put onto this land into these buildings this space is just like there was no hope a lot of the people there felt like they were being held against their will because obviously they had been on drugs they're like i'm not choosing to come here a lot of them so just like the bad vibes never ended the staff corruption and costs ended up forcing the facility to close in 1963 so today, it's basically a bird sanctuary. There are a lot of birds who hang out there, like 
herons specifically, <laughs> but apparently this is a bird a bird lover's paradise because they have just overtaken the island. It's abandoned and off limits to the public, but like if you're on a, a boat ride, you can see it. Most of the original buildings, though, still stand there. They're heavily deteriorating and in danger of collapse, which is like why you can't actually go there. Um, and there's a dense forest that conceals the ruined hospital buildings. Gerald is not there withholding the mail of Jeremy Santos, as we were led to believe from Broad City. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. now for the haunts. Your Jeremy Santos. Okay. <laughs> now for the haunts, though. So people who had lived on the island often claimed to see weeping victims of the shipwreck, bloodied and burned, wandering the grounds. Can you imagine that? Seeing, like, a no, bloody, no. burned apparition just walking around where you live? No, I, I would. I can't. <laughs> that would suck. I will pass on that. Over the years, visitors to the island, those who are brave enough to go there against warnings that they should not be trespassing, have reported to see the apparition of a woman who wanders the corridors of the old hospital. She has been seen a number of times by many people, including staff members of the hospital during the era when it was a drug treatment program. Um... One account details that an orderly followed the woman down a corridor only to see her walk into one of the rooms. And they were thinking like, okay, this must be someone who's here for treatment. They go into the room and nobody was there. Mm-mm. Most think that this spooky lady is none other than Typhoid Mary because she lived there for over two decades, which I would believe. It all makes sense. But yeah, it's spooky out there, (laughs) y'all. New York has got some stuff going on. New York. I said what I said. She said what she said. And I said it. You guys want to go back on over to uh, Italy? I just can't. I can't leave. Don't leave. (laughs) And again, I will botch the Italian pronunciation, but it's fine. It's fine. It's a fine. Uh, Isola La Gaiola. It's an island, or Gaiola Island. And it is one of the minor islands of Naples. Uh, and it's basically in southwestern Italy. <clears throat> so this island, y'all, is beautiful. Some could even say magnificent. It has deep green waters. Uh, it goes up along the coast. There's even a little private villa, via, from which to enjoy these spectacular paranormal views. Um, some scholars believe that there have been famous poets who have taught there. Uh, it was basically, you know, a symbol of wealth. So, like the Hamptons for noble Romans. Uh, so they would build vacation homes along the coast. And to this day, the remains of uh, one of the villas can be seen in the clear waters uh, surrounding the island. However, nobody goes here. Mm. (laughs) The locals are like, hell, nah, but in Italian. Why? The curse. So 
Here's what here's where things get a little weird, a little wild, a little questionable. Uh, in the 1800s, there was this loner dude by the name of Il Mago, or the Wizard. Why was he called the Wizard? I personally don't know. Hmm. Was he casting spells? Was he doing wizard stuff? Probably. But he was, you know, an introvert. He um, he didn't want to be bothered. He didn't want to interact with anybody. I think the occasional times that he interacted with, with someone was with, like, a local fisherman or something. Um, so he lived, you know, a solitary life. So no one actually knows how or why he disappeared. So, you know, if if you die He's on gone. an island, you expect to find the body, you know, if it was, like, of natural causes or, you know, whatever. But... Some people went to the island expecting, you know, to at least see him or find him. Nowhere. Gone without a trace. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Luigi De Negri was the next resident, and he built a very spacious, beautiful villa that still stands on the island today. So if you're searching uh, the island, you'll see images of this house. Um, But he suffered financial ruin shortly after. So, so far the pattern is, hey, I'm moving to this beautiful island, and then bad luck ruins it for me. So according to culturetrip.com, talk of a curse began around 1920, uh, when the owner of the island at the time was found murdered inside a rolled-up carpet. What a place to go. What a way to die. Uh, shortly afterward, word, his wife drowned in what are generally considered gentle seas, so it was deemed suspicious. A little while after, uh, the island was passed on to German businessman Otto Grunbach, and he suddenly suffered a heart attack. Coincidence or I don't know. The next owner, a Swiss pharmaceutical tycoon, committed suicide on the island. Uh, He didn't have a history of mental illness whatsoever. Um, And then the son of Gianni Agnelli, who was the head of Fiat, the cars, um, Agnelli's nephew, who inherited the Fiat empire in the island, died of an extremely rare type of cancer shortly after. So, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Why is everyone dying? (laughs) Another owner bankrupted himself. So, we already heard that early on in the story. Uh, And then another was kidnapped after purchasing the island. I don't know if they were kidnapped off of the island or if they purchased the island and then they were kidnapped somewhere else. Um, And then the very last owner ended up in jail. Oh, wow. So... Nobody's getting a break on Gaiola. 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 Um, Gaiola. So beautiful island to look from to look at from afar, maybe even from Google Earth, but don't go there unless you want Death. a horrible time. <laughs> like you don't want any more happiness. Just go to Gaiola. Gaiola, where no one gets a break. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. But yeah, cursed is all heck. I'd say so. Yep. Yeah. 
Great stories, my dudes. You know shit's bad when people start claiming that a place is cursed. Like, it takes quite a few events for that to to be the case. Yeah, Yeah, you're not It was like one after another. My God. I'm trying to think if, like, I know any place that's, like, been, like, yep, cursed. You know? (laughs) I feel like probably some places... In Austin and Salem. Yeah. We live oh, in sure. pretty spooky spots. Yeah, we do. I I think from all the stories I've heard of the Black Swan Inn, I think I was just going to say that. I think that. it's cursed. I was going to say the only thing I can think of is the Black Swan Inn in San Antonio. And mm-hmm. then I heard, think is yeah. that's probably cursed. And nobody yeah. Ooh, I'm getting shivers. There. I'm getting... Ah, I've heard many, many horror stories. <laughs> so... Yeah. Whew. You're right. Wow. Even when I say it out loud, I'm like... Ugh. Like, She's got chills. She yeah. doesn't even want to go there. Yeah. I I feel you. There are always like paranormal um, like events there where like a bunch of podcasters go and just like people from the paranormal community. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm nope. scared. <laughs> I will never go. You will never catch me on that street ever. She again. won't be caught there. Mm-mm. You may catch me, God. but not there. <laughs> Oh, you won't catch me there. Kylie loves, she loves a, yeah. a, a bad time. Girl, I hope she loves a bad time tonight, Kyles. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, hear. We'll Next see. week, we'll need updates on what's happening in the spooky app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might, I might whip out the app tomorrow night. I need to get a good night's sleep tonight. So yeah, maybe yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll we see. want that for you. The as mood well. needs to strike me. I yeah, love it for, for you. Sure. Uh, well, I love that you. That was guys. fun. I and love until you. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's she's getting in there. I had to give I it back. <laughs> I, had to give I it love you. We love you. Ready? We'll try it again. We'll and try it again. Until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>